Hey everybody, welcome to the Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast. I'm John Burke, and with me from across the pond, uh, ready to make some delicious dinner, accoutrements, uh, 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 that's not the word, I don't know the word, why am I trying to be fancy? You're the fancy one, Matt, For, over there from whatiwatchtonight.co.uk, uh, always with his tea, pinky up, of course. How you doing today, sir? You actually know me too well. I have got a cup of tea. There's the audio example. And I do find myself putting my pinky up when I drink my tea. Um, And again, it's only only fancy because I sometimes pronounce my T's when I speak. So, But yes, we're going to make some lovely accoutrements. I think that probably is the word. Uh, I'm not sure. We're going to make some burgers tonight, aren't we, John? I'm uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, Still still riding the Obi-Wan Kenobi hype train, which we'll talk about later on or am i uh, uh suffering in this uh, kind of mini heat wave with no aircon as Ugh. is the uk way and um looking forward to uh, another huge blockbuster dropping this week which i'm sure the world is gonna like we're all gonna sink our teeth into a dino fest but we're not gonna talk about that tonight we're gonna talk about someone else but before we do that i must ask john how are you keeping florida safe i'm i'm doing all right um you know, uh, been to a couple of screenings this week that I'll talk about a little later. Um, not in much detail because there are going to be future episodes, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, enjoying my summer vacation, trying to at least. And, um, yeah, you know, that's kind of the, the gist of it. How about you? Is everything going okay over on your end? Um, can't complain or won't complain. Either way, I'm not going to. Um, yes, I, I, yeah, everything's fine over here, my friend. I am, uh, again, uh, again, a lot of the things which relate to my, um, hype or well-being or activity more so are actually things we're going to talk about during the episode. So I'll leave that, uh, for everybody. I'll te- leave that tease for everybody until we get to those sections. That works perfectly. Um, Good you man. mentioned we've, we've kind of teased this already, but, we're here to talk about a movie that came out kind of quietly the same weekend that Top Gun came out. And that's why Top Gun yeah. Maverick came blasting in and in the adjacent auditoriums was this little cartoon movie called the Bob's Burgers movie. Um, mm-hmm. And I believe similar to Top Gun, it had been delayed because of COVID. Um, yes. And it's finally made its way to theaters. And uh, Matt, have you ever watched Bob's Burgers, uh, the animated cartoon on like Fox I've seen a handful of episodes when they've been on in the background. Usually, they Bob, the Bob uh, sorry Bob's Burgers would come on after something else I was watching, uh, whether that was something like The Simpsons or Family Guy. Something Bob's Burgers would come. On. I'd have it on in the background. Sometimes I'd pay attention. Other times I wouldn't. So I wouldn't say that I'm knowledgeable about the cartoon. I know I know of the characters and I kind of get the vibe yeah. of the show, but. I wouldn't say yeah. that I was a aficionado. What, what about you? Uh, very, very, very similar. I've watched a few episodes. Um, I, I, I've never disliked it. I enjoyed the episodes I'd seen, yeah, but I, I would, I'd feel unfair calling myself a fan. Um, mm. But like you said, I was familiar with the general idea of the show and the major characters and like their roles in the the dynamic of each other. Um, Are you excited so- about the idea of a film though? Because I, I mean, as a non-fan, I was kind of a bit, I'm sure Same. the fans will love the idea. I, I was, you know, I was like, okay, cool, whatever. Um, what what convinced me was uh, the night I saw um, her uh, men. Sorry, I almost went to the wrong. Uh, I was going to say her. Um, <laughs> other three letter gender movie. Uh, the night I saw men, um, a few critic friends went and saw the Bob's Burger movie. They came out just really excited, thought it was really great and really fun. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll check it out after all. Um, which I did. Now this movie directed by Lauren uh, Bouchard and Bernard Derriman, uh, written by Lauren and Nora Smith stars, uh, the, the most of the characters is that voice on the show. And a few, I, I don't know for sure if some of these names are regulars on the show or not. Um, uh, but the starting cast is H John Benjamin as Bob, uh, Kristen Shaw as Luis, I believe Dan Mintz is, um, the wife whose name I keep forgetting. Cause I want it. Luis sounds like a wife's name to me more so than the kid's name. That's what always throws me off. Linda, yes. Linda's the wife's name. Um, John Roberts. I don't remember who that, if John Roberts is uh Tina, I might be mixed those up. Even uh, Eugene Merriman is Eugene. That's the easiest one. Can't mess that one up. You got um, it. David Wayne. But then we have Zach Galifianakis, Kevin Klein, Larry Murphy. And there's a few other bigger names that are uh, further down on the cast list. I don't that know if Galifianakis. 
Yeah, they're, they're, they're regulars on the show, or they've wow. been on it since the beginning. I guess that's that friend thing. You know, you know people in, in the in the system, and they'll they'll help you out. Because, I mean, Galifianakis has done some TV work, so it's not like it's beneath him to do that. But. Yeah, he's not on – Kevin Klein. he's on – you know, he's, yeah. he, he plays Mr. – he plays Calvin um, Fisher for – you know, he's, he's there for the most part. And uh, Zach Galifianakis – as Chet or whatever, he's kind of dips in and out here and there sporadically, but yeah, he's known to the franchise. Well, and then uh, the synopsis for the movie, um, the Belchers try to save the restaurant from closing down, but a sinkhole forms in front of it while the kids try to solve a mystery that could save their family's restaurant. Um, it, it's a, it's hard to give the synopsis because this movie uh, does some good little like you know, beats where like, this is the first issue. The first issue is they need a loan to pay up to, uh, to pay for the equipment that they have, or they need an extension on their loan. Sorry. Um, cause they're missing payments. So that's the first step. And then they have to raise the money to, to pay the loan cause they're not getting the extension. And then the sinkhole happens. So like, it's a series of like this, 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 it, it really works. I think the plot moves because of that. Um, but the critics, uh, have loved this movie. 87% rotten tomato, 75 Metascore, which is wow. pretty high for an animated comedy. Um, 7.5 IMDb user score and a 3.8 on Letterboxd. Uh, currently only available on theaters, in theaters, um, and on them if you want to. Uh, and maybe on Burger somewhere. But for now, <laughs> theatrical release is where it's at. Um, as I said, I caught this. I thought this was a lot of fun. Uh, as the tradition of animated movies, this is a musical. There are several musical numbers in this that I think work yes. really well. Um, I actually think those are probably my favorite parts of the movie. Um, but there's, there's a lot of really funny moments. I think the, uh, the, as I mentioned, the story itself is really solid. It's, uh, you have Bob and Linda, the burger story about the restaurant is the centerpiece, but it's really about Luis and her confidence issues. And I love that storyline a whole lot. Um, Tina gets a, a solid, like, C story, maybe I would say even maybe a D story. It's, it's very minor. It's not significant, but it's there and it's, it's funny. I I like Tina's character a lot. And then, uh, Eugene has the least amount of story content, but he still has one. He still has like a goal that he's trying to achieve. They come back to it a few times and it pays off well later, but it's definitely like the least impactful of all of the stories. Um, from my memory, at least maybe I'm misremembering. Oh, I agree. I agree. Um, but, uh, I think the voice cast does a great job. Obviously, this is not like they didn't jump into this for this movie. This is something they've all been doing, and you can tell that there's love and, and pride in what they're doing. I, I had a really good time with this. It, it's made me kind of want to go back to the show. Um, I haven't yet, but I, I, I like this movie enough where it made me want to start watching, which when the Simpsons movie came out, which was granted like 20 years into that series, um, yeah. I was, that was my exit ticket for the Simpsons. I was, I saw, I saw the movie. I'm like, okay, I am now done with the Simpsons. And I have not watched a new episode of the Simpsons since that movie. Um, nor have I really watched the Simpsons since that movie. And that's not to say the movie was bad, but I, I felt like that was the conclusion for me where this feels for me like an entry point where I'm like, maybe I need to go back. Cause I really enjoyed this movie. I think I might like enjoy the show if I really dove into it. Um, so I might, I might be doing that. I, I, who knows? Uh, I'm not the best with TV, but it's, it feels like something I could just have on and don't have to give 100% of my attention to so I could have it on when I'm working or whatever. And uh, if you are a fan of the show and you haven't seen this movie, I think you're missing out because I think the movie's really great. Uh, what do you think, Matt? Um, I didn't mind it. Yeah, I, as you mentioned up top, I went in. I wasn't overly excited for the film only because I wasn't a huge fan of the show by proxy of that I haven't really watched it. For what I have seen of it, like I said, I haven't disliked it, but I've never really seen enough to make me think, oh man, I've really got to, I've got to keep watching this. I've got to go back and check out all what, 13 seasons or whatever it is now of Bob's, Bob's Burgers. For me, this has been a animated series, which to me from the outside is kind of quietly sustained. It's, you know, it's been around for 13 seasons, which is no mean feat, but it's still going. And now they've got a movie. It just kind of seems to me that it's, it, it comes out of nowhere every time it's mentioned, but it's got a it's got a fan base which really loves this show, and I think I believe with that, uh, fans of the animated show are going to love what they've done with the movie. Even I mean, I, I can I can see the beats. Some of the beats that they were using in this film were paying off from what they've set up in 
the series um especially with um the the younger character whose name is I've immediately for, forgotten uh, the one with the the one who wears the ear hat um uh let's Louise that's the one yeah so it's her kind of arc and a lot of the beats I think plays off from what comes from the series also with Bob himself he gets a slightly rather emotional moment when they're actually talking about the ears uh he gets a monologue which I can imagine people have been building up for for a while um I think I thought that the uh the comedy was actually pretty decent I thought maybe it would be a bit churlish but no it's it feels like a comedy for an animated show for adults but it's not but it's not like a raunchy or a naughty show. No. But it's yeah, definitely it's... not for kids, is it, necessarily? That's my, no. that's my kind of reading on it. But um, there was so uh, there was a couple of like play on words, which I thought were very funny when it came to like, the names of shops. The, the songs, I wasn't overly keen on the songs. I didn't dislike them, but they didn't really jump out at me as much as I'd hope they would. Because like you said, you know, this, you know there's, a, there's a lot of them and the film kind of builds on them. I wasn't overly taken by them. I think the animation in is good. There's a real smoothness and a crispness to the animation and in, in, in the opening song. I think that shows very well from then that, okay, we're going get, to get, get a good looking movie here. And there's some good themes and good messages throughout the film, you know, about the, the need to stick that family, you know, families sticking together, overcoming problems, troubles, issues, anxieties, um, personal personal issues as well there's a lot of good stuff going on in this film which again beat that broken record as somebody who doesn't really know the series didn't really expect it to go there and there's a few there's a few um plot strands going on here you've got the like john said that the the loan issue they've got to try and make this money back so they can pay get a loan so they can keep the business going there's the, then there's the sinkhole then there's this kind of then there's a who done it which really kicks the whole thing off the film in itself is is a murder mystery for the most part. So you've got that going on. And I think for the most part, it all works. Tina. Yeah. I think um, Tina's arc, maybe even Jean's arc to me, didn't really contribute an awful lot to the narrative. It, you know, there, there, there were moments in there which were good. And of course, you know, at the end, every, all of the characters had something they wanted at the end of this film, whether it was uh, their business or, to be accepted as uh, an, an adult or more mature than they their peers see them as, or even just a boyfriend. You know, everyone kind of has something they're aspiring to, but I think certain plot elements were more important or crucial or even just um, developed better than others. That said, though, John, for a film which I kind of went in thinking, does it need a big screen adaptation? I came out thinking, you know what, that was, that, that was pretty good. And there's uh, some moments had me... Uh, laughing quite a lot there's a you know guy running on all fours made me laugh quite a lot and then there's some surprisingly emotional beats in it as well so i think fans of the series are going to be catered for well here but for though but more importantly for those who aren't huge fans like john and i it seems to have done a pretty good job of uh entertaining us are, are you uh so do you think now you're going to go back and you know check out the series with a bit more interest i do i i do think uh it is in the in the cards that I will. I actually haven't looked to see where it's available to watch. So mm. if I, I'm not going to pay for something I don't already have, but if it's on like Hulu or uh, Peacock or something like that, I'll definitely throw it on. Um, not sponsored by any of those companies. No. Um, but and if you want, yeah. Um, but I, it's definitely something I would be uh, inclined to throw on. And again, I, I'd seen enough to like know that it. I, I knew it was a quality show. The animation style is not like my favorite right away, but I do like it. Like it, it does have like a, it, it reminds of the Simpsons in some ways. Like it's not the, you know, they're not going for realism with the artwork yeah. obviously, but um, I do like the characters a lot. And Christian Shaw is a tremendously talented voice actress. Like yes. I like her as an actress in general, but um, she's also the game I've been playing tiny Tina's wonderland, the the newest entry in borderland. She's like so many characters in that game and she's just terrific every time. Yeah, I, the, I didn't mention it a bit. Yeah, the voice acting, I mean, as you probably expect from the main cast who are coming over from the TV series, are very, very good. You know, they're great. The voice acting is is on point. I believe these characters, they, you know, the the voice actors seem like they live now with these animated characters. That they get them, they understand them, they they are them, they've molded and shaped them. But uh, during it, you've got 
uh, voice cameos from people like Paul Rudd, Jenny Slate, Aziz and Zari, Jordan Peele. Uh, they all they all kind of drop in and out every now uh, as well. So there's um there's obviously a following or a, you know a, a respect for this franchise within the industry to get you know big names like that coming on board to to do the voice acting because I know a lot of actors want to do voice acting because not because it's easy because it really isn't to flex their own muscles to show whether they can do it to also give something to their kids or as well to try something new. And I think most people who do voice acting, who aren't uh, traditional voice actors, always come out with a newfound respect for those that do. Because I find it hard to act, John. I can't. I'm no actor, but I can't act physically as well. But having to portray any emotion with just my voice and get that across, I couldn't do it. Yeah. So, so it's it's great that they've brought the people over from the series and that they've kind of sprinkled in these you know big names to uh, to give to give them a shot at it as well. But to sit alongside the more traditional and championed voice actors. And I think they do a great job. The, the main cast. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, we haven't had too many, uh, American successful, like TV animated cartoons adapted to the big screen. Uh, the Simpsons movie, apparently people really loved it. I, I remember thinking it was fine. Um, it's been Same a minute me. since I watched it, but people were like, when they were referencing this, like how great the Simpsons movie was. I'm like, was it? I don't. I thought I it was fine. It being, yeah, I remember it being good. I, I like The Simpsons. When that film came out, it was uh, to a lot of people when the, when the series started to you know go yeah. on its downward spiral. And I still watch it now. Sometimes if it's on and it's the new episodes are fine. They're not. It's not like the classic days. But the film I thought was decent. It, yeah, it, it just overstayed its welcome. I think in terms of its runtime, some things you can't stretch out. I don't think for even ninety minutes, but. Bob's Burgers. I mean, it wasn't. It's it's not a long film. You know, it's it's just over an hour and forty minutes, give or take. So it, they managed to get enough story in. It didn't necessarily feel too stretched out. I think maybe again, certain parts, some of the songs didn't quite work for me. So for me, I wouldn't have minded seeing them out. But they do contribute to the story, though. But uh, at yes. the end, those films films currently sitting at about twenty six million at the box office. I think it had a sixty million budget. So it's you know it needs a bit of help getting up to its budget at least but i think the runaway sorry the flyaway success of top gun maverick may have had an impact on this film's box office but that's the risk you take i think when you with with, with there's so many films coming out nowadays plus with the covid effect and backlog sadly you, you might see a decent film like bob's burgers kind of fall under the radar because it's just been swallowed up by you know these even bigger films well i mean i, I would love to say that you are a hundred percent on that one. However, this year there's only on average one or two movies every week. I think what they did wrong was they did what normal summer movies would have done in the past when there was a full slate of films, which is you try to counter program. So if all the adults are wanting to see Maverick, then you got to have something for a family kind of oriented thing. So here's Bob's burgers and they probably should have waited until like the weekend after Maverick um, came out because there's not as much coming out. Um, yeah, no. And, and you know, normally though, like you said, summer movies, there's like four to five movies coming out every weekend uh, with the exception of like the big releases where they'll, they'll everyone scatters and they won't go, well, we'll just let this like Jurassic world dominion. will have this weekend and we'll wait till next weekend when there's only a couple of things coming. Um, that's not been the case this year, which is disappointing for people who have like an unlimited pass where we would like to go see you know, mm-hmm. several new movies this weekend, but we only get one. Um, and it's one I'm not going to rewatch, uh, Jurassic world. Um, <laughs> but, but that, that's it. The films that are coming, those one or two films that are coming out. Uh, most of them are rather large, whether they're any good or not is another story, but yes, Top Gun you know, and Jurassic world, even, even if this film came out the weekend after Maverick, the, the next weekend it's got to contend with Jurassic world. So it's, I mean, I, I, th- I still think it would have been an, a better place to, where you said to give it at least one weekend's breathing space. But it, 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 these, you know, sometimes these, these films run the risk of being overshadowed, which is a shame because I think this film is very decent and I, I wouldn't like to see it make a huge loss simply because, you know, quote unquote bigger films are out there like a Jurassic World, which may or may not be any good. So um, hopefully it doesn't, hopefully, hopefully it has some legs and it, uh, and it makes a few more dollars on top of that. Hopefully. 
but that mm-hmm. should conclude our review of Bob's Burgers. Um, we'll have a mini spoiler episode, but I don't know that there's a whole lot to spoil for us, but we'll, we'll have a couple of things. Um, in the meantime, let's move to Chopped Headlines, which this week is going to be a little different than normal, but usually these are movie pop culture news headlines that caught our attention, except for this episode, we're just going to spend a little bit of time looking at the Tribeca Film Festival um, kind of previewing what Matt and I are hoping to see at the festival. We don't really know for sure just yet, but uh, yeah, you know, we're going to, we're going to talk about that. So uh, what I thought we would do, Matt, is we'll look at the at home Tribeca offerings. Now, listener, if you are uh, able to, you can go to TribecaFilm.com and you can purchase tickets to view the at home movies. Not every movie that's playing at the festival is available for at-home viewing. Now, of course, if you can get to New York, they are doing a physical festival this year. Um, so you could buy tickets and do that. Uh, we're not sponsored by Tribeca, but we are accredited. We are going to be reviewing some films for it. Um, I've covered Tribeca since 2018. Um, and so I, I, I have enjoyed being a part of this festival every year. I was really, really wishing I could have got to New York this year to be at the physical one. It just wasn't in the cards. Um, but I'm hoping that uh, like in the past, there are some really good movies at home that we can check out. Cause uh, one from last year that I loved was the novice. Yes. Um, and the, uh, accepted was a really great documentary. That's now uh, it's getting a streaming release like any day now. Um, finally, like a year later, but uh, it's a tremendously interesting documentary. Um, and so I'm hoping to find some of those things this year at the festival. Matt, were there any, uh, I, I thought maybe we just do three each. I know we didn't play in this, so I thought we could just scroll through the website. If there's something catches your eye, you want to like, hey, I really want to see this one. I hope we can watch it kind of thing. Um, yeah, there's a couple uh, I'd like to see, obviously. Um, one of them is called Space Oddity. It's um, it's about a space-obsessed man who gets the opportunity of a lifetime, thanks to a Mars colonization program, but finds his plans compromised by his feelings for a woman who brings him down to Earth, John. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. I, um, I'm just getting the details up about it now, but I, the idea of there's just something sweet. There's something, I don't know, compelling about the idea of somebody who has this dream and it's literally an out of this world dream to go to Mars. There's this new program. However, you know, he has to choose between, you know, his lifelong dream or the love of his life. It's, um, Kyle Allen, stars alongside Alexandra ship who I think is a very good actress and it's a uh, Kyra Sedgwick is directing it so there's there's talent involved which I'm uh, excited to see more of Kevin Bacon's in it as well Madeline Brewer uh, so there's a decent looking cast and um it's ca- it's it's cast as a comedy drama romance and environmental film so that one jumped out to me uh, another film which I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing and we will kind of yeah mention what we're on about there more so shortly but it's a film called you can live forever and this one has the potential to be possibly maybe a bit controversial in some Mm. um circles but it's a drama film and it falls under lgbtqia and the synopsis for this one reads two teenage girls begin a secret relationship in a strict jehovah's witness community obviously in jehovah's witness community like a lot of uh, christians i think i'm getting my religions right here they have a strict no sex before marriage rule or intimacy before marriage so obviously this in itself is going against that and the the punishment for going against it can be um being thrown out of the the religion the the, the group the kingdom and being and being excommunicated from your own family so I think there's going to be a lot to unpack in this film. And um, the other film I was looking at, again, there are a lot of films I'm quite looking forward to seeing at Tribeca, and I really hope they're all good, but it's a film called Next Exit. And this one, in a world where ghosts are real and front-page news, a controversial new medical procedure allows people to peacefully kill themselves. In the midst of this breakthrough, two strangers, played by Katie Parker and Rahul Kohli, travel cross-country together to end their lives, only to unexpectedly find what they've been missing along the way. Uh, and, and again, this has got... This is, falls into horror, comedy, drama, romance, sci-fi, technology. Um, 
Karen Gillan's in it as well. I think they kind of missed oh. out on the on the synopsis. They kind of forgot that. Oh, oh yeah, uh, Karen Gillan's in this. Uh, so and Rose McIver. I think the story sounds. A lot of these I find I'm intrigued by the story at the same time repulsed as well. Like the idea where you can peacefully kill yourself to then live in the afterlife, which is being proven to be real. I think that's horrifying, but these, and these people are going to do it, but it's about their journey to get there. And what do they find on the way? I feel like this could have a real emotional kick to it. And, uh, and most of the films I've gone for are, drama films there are a lot of films i'm looking forward to there's some horror yeah. some straight up comedy films some straight up drama films but those are the three i've picked out as a starter for three start for 10 john but uh, what about yourself so uh i have to be the voice of the intellectual because matt often avoids these so i went for documentaries um <laughs> uh now body parts is one that really caught my uh, attention because it's about cinema and i love movies about movies um, and the, the synopsis is for too long. Cinema has been dominated by the male gaze. This insightful revealing documentary shows the evolution of desire and sex on screen from a female perspective, allowing women to reclaim the parts of themselves that have been objectified and exploited for decades. Um, it is directed by a female Christy Guevara Flanagan, who has worked uh, on a few films that have been at other festivals, including um, one at Tribeca a few years ago. Um, I, I love movies about filmmaking. And I also, uh, I like movies that kind of explore how, you know, film has been utilized or manipulated uh, for, you know, certain audiences. And it's an interesting premise to me. Um, so I'm kind of hyped for that one. Um, there's one uh, a few years ago at South by Southwest. I saw um, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, which is not the name of that movie. Uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor is the documentary. Um, I, I'll get there eventually. Uh, and that was one of my favorite things ever. Mr. Rogers is a hero. Um, but fellow PBS alum, uh, LeVar Burton is beloved for reading rainbow. And there's a documentary called butterfly in the sky, uh, at the festival this year at Tribeca, um, about reading rainbow. So it's, um, the synopsis is way long winded, so I'm not going to read it, but, uh, it's, it's about reading rainbow and LeVar Burton. So of course I want to, I want to check that out. I'm hoping it will have the same level of quality, uh, that won't be my neighbor had, um, maybe have that same emotional hit uh it's directed by bradford thomason and brett whitcomb i'm not super familiar with either of them i was really hoping to see uh the same director whose name i can't think of right now for won't you be my neighbor but he's like very known documentarian um whose name suddenly does not stick in my brain but nevertheless uh butterfly in the sky i'm very hopeful for um i loved reading rainbow as a kid and i uh, hope the documentary will do it justice um and last, just kind of scrolling through, there's a lot of really compelling doc ideas at the festival this year. Um, and I'm not exclusively looking for documentaries. However, um, I, uh, some of my favorites at the festival last year were documentaries. So I'm kind of like, I'm leaning into that. Um, you know, Tribeca is not as big a festival as some other ones. So they don't always get like the big narrative movies, but they do seem to get uh, quite a draw for some of these documentaries that are going to become pretty big or uh, sensational at the end of the year. Um, so I like to kind of lean into that, but one, uh, narrative film that caught my eye is called four samosas. And, um, it's determined to disrupt the wedding of his ex-girlfriend by bankrupting her family, underachieving wannabe rapper. That's what grabbed me. Vinny and his neighborhood pals concoct a plan to steal his, her family's jewels from the supermarket safe. Um, I, it just sounds compelling to me i like movies about musicians especially like struggling musicians um it sounds like he's maybe not so good at it if he's a wannabe rapper uh and i kind of like that premise so i was i was kind of um pulled in uh just by that alone the heist the the i don't know if you've seen the banner image for it but it's it kind of reminds me of american animals but you know oh, i love that film um not like it's got like they're they're clearly wearing like costumes and it looks like they're you know, pulling off a heist, uh, but maybe not in the best way, but so it, it looks like it could be a lot of fun. Um, it's listed as an action comedy romance. So I'm, I'm, I'm compelled by that. Uh, see what happens. You know, the, I'm hoping we're going to get to see these, uh, <laughs> remains to be seen what movies we'll be able to watch just yet. But, um, you know, we got, we had a lot of stuff last year and I'm hoping for that same access, uh, here soon enough. We'll, we'll hopefully know. 
Oh, hopefully there there is one documentary I will, I I probably will watch some of the documentaries because I do think we'll probably get more access to those. But there's one yeah. that's called uh, Tio or Tai Taiu, sorry T I U. It's directed by Dean Dean DeBlois or Dean DeBlois, how you said the guy who did the train how to train a dragon series um and it's about the band of monsters and men the icelandic band who i really like uh and i didn't realize i guess probably similar to the aha documentary maybe but it's this is a a glorious journey through sight and sound into the world of the multi-platinum icelandic band as they commemorate the 10th anniversary of their groundbreaking debut album my head is an animal so i really like that band and i didn't realize that you know there was a documentary about them it's only 49 minutes long so that's apparently hmm. going to be available on June the 11th ah, on the hub. Well, now you'll find out next week if it is or not, but um, yeah. yeah, like like John was alluding to uh, for anyone who's been to, or been to a festival in, in terms of covering it accredited, you generally get an idea of what you're going to watch going into it, whether it's a PNL list or, you know, or decent organization, you, you know, where you, where, 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 <laughs> what you're going to get before you start. Unfortunately, when we had the first experience of Tribeca together, anyway, digitally, I know John's been in person, but digitally, um, we had, you know, we had a PDF list, which was sent to us, which was ever changing, like frustratingly so, but at least we had an idea and we kind of hoped that this time the organization would be better and we wouldn't be going into it on the day that the festival begins in the dark. And, kind of have done haven't we john we don't mean in terms even even like accessing the website and that hasn't been easy we don't know when it's it's not easy at your fingertips to be able to find out when these films will be available for us to watch and then uh, review and hopefully build buzz for and you know the 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 films aren't made available early and i know that sounds boohoo entitled first world problems but yeah you know sometimes a film can benefit from having that early buzz and early hype and yeah Tribeca again aren't doing that. Other festivals do. Like when we covered Fantasia, we would have the film in advance of when it was screening. So because they actively wanted you to build buzz. If you didn't like the film, you know, they'd say, okay, hold off until the day it's released. If you like the film, they want you to buzz it for five days or whatever it is before the film comes out. What a great idea. But we're not getting that of Tribeca. So we cut all these films and documentaries <coughs> mentioned. We, we hope to be able to, over the course of the next week or so, give you our thoughts and uh spoken and written reviews about them however we we have to play it by ear of course we we want them and we've been pushing for them we hope to be able to say next week yep we've watched 20 films each because they're all there but we're not but we don't know what we're going to get yet do we we do not and life is like a box of chocolates and just to, to kind of support what you were saying like um if we see a movie and we post on our social media we post a review we're not super famous, but let's say a hundred critics get to see it. That's a hundred people talking about a movie that maybe no one knew was playing this weekend that they could watch from the, the ease of their house for a few bucks. And that's the goal here is we want the movies to get seen. And especially if we think it's great. And I have seen some great movies at Tribeca. And um, again, I've loved covering this festival. It, it does feel like we're, we're not getting, the responses that we would expect uh, for, for, you know, again, we appreciate the accreditation. We do get to see these yes. movies for free. It's awesome. It, I definitely love it, but Very it is work on our end. You know, it takes, uh, we're giving up our time. Um, Matt and I don't make our living doing this. This is not our day jobs. Uh, so it does, we, we are giving up time to cover these things and we don't mind doing it, but we want it to be as smooth as possible. And sometimes it feels like we're we're not getting the the appreciation that our coverage actually can help both the filmmakers, the films themselves, and the festival. Because here we are talking about a festival that maybe you didn't know was happening. Um, just you know, because we want to we want to encourage the love of art that we have for movies. So yeah, and I, I totally echo that without going around and saying the same thing. Yeah. I'm very grateful, just like John is, that we get the opportunity to do this. I'm very blessed that you know somebody would deem us worthy to uh, yeah. check these films out and uh, allow us to get our opinion out there at all. Um, as a stickler and project manager, I would I just wish there was a little bit more organisation going into it, just to make yeah. the experience kind of alleviate any kind of stress and pressure, and just to make it a bit more enjoyable for us, which will then come across to you guys when we're hopefully buzzing about man we've just seen these great films 
you know, it, it was so easy to access them. We love them. John, I can't believe you loved it as well. We want the hype and we hope to be able to bring it to you. But uh, at a minute, it's kind of watch this space. But uh, so for, for the next couple of episodes, um, we will, instead of having our usual uh, chopped headlines, we will be talking about the movies that we saw from, and, and I'm sorry, and media consumption. We're going to merge those two together for the next couple of weeks. And we'll talk about the films we saw from Tribeca. Hopefully <laughs> see how that goes. Um, but if it goes as we're planning, that's the the hope. So we'll still have our major reviews uh, for the next two weeks, but um, in lieu of our normal format, we are going to be covering Tribeca film festival. Um, yes, that said, let's get into media consumption, Matt. What movies, TV, video games, podcasts, music, etc., that you've been listening to or watching or, or engaging in since the last time we recorded? What have you got for us this week? Um, I've been checking out the Nightmare on Film Street podcast as well, and their ongoing Nightmare on Film Street, Elm Street. God damn it, I knew I'd mess that one up. Nightmare on Elm Street watch along and coverage of all the films. They've just got to, I think, part five, The Dream Child, which is in itself bonkers. That film is great premise, but not always the best in terms of execution um that's the one where you kind of think we fight five films into the franchise what can you do to make this kind of unique and in in that one freddie uh uses the dreams of an unborn child which i think is a fantastic premise if you've already done the teenagers and that you make a baby you know because a baby can't help itself and then it then in turn affects the carrier i think that's a great idea the film itself is it's fine um i've been and i've been listening to a selection of star wars podcasts as usual like the force center podcast i love hearing what ken and joseph have to say and the dead meat podcast another horror film podcast um i i like what those guys do i usually listen to watch them on youtube they do things like the kill count which is a very entertaining show and review of new films when they come out when i recently listened to their uh, episode on X. I know it's a film a few months late, but that was great. And um, uh, and some other kind of off-topic episodes they do as well, like a, a horror film version of the TV show Survivor. You know, chucking certain characters in, and it's a, a good, good fun film. Um, a, a good fun show. I enjoy the the Dead Meat podcast and uh, the horror podcast. You know, there, there's a void now. Obviously, I'm not doing it anymore. So somebody needs to step up and make a good one. So uh, Dead Meat, I enjoy them. I watched uh, Men. I watched the film Men, Alex Garland's film Men. I know JB saw it a couple of weeks ago. What was your, just for those who maybe didn't hear, what was your impressions of Men before I go into mine? I was, I, I liked it more than most. Um, and then I, the more I thought about it, the more I felt like I liked it because I found it to be like a puzzle box where I, I could not quite solve what was going on. And I enjoyed the, uh, the attempts of figuring it out. And I, I don't think I have, completely done that um but for like two days after watching it i just kept like going well what about this what did this mean and what did he mean by this they're like the the central metaphor is obvious like i'm not denying that but i think if you if the question is what is he saying about it i think that becomes much more convoluted and i don't know for sure that he knew what he was saying um or if he did maybe he was saying something in a language that not everybody speaks uh but that was for me what really was compelling about it, and I, I thought the performances were really impressive. Yeah, I think uh, Jesse Buckley and Rory Kinnear. Jesse Buckley's fantastic in this. Rory Kinnear is too. I think they even went on set, and I think they've come out and said, not not in a negative way, but they said, you know, the, you know, people working on the film didn't really know what it was about either. Um, such was the writing of Alex Garland. Um, when I watched Ex Machina and Annihilation, respectively, for the first times, I didn't like them. I, didn't, I, I, you know, I just didn't. I couldn't get. I couldn't get into them. I rewatched them again, as I've said in the show, not not um, not too long after watching them for the first time, and I love them. I, and I and the more and I, every time I watch them, I love them even more. Annihilation is. I, I probably put that in my top fifty of all time. I love Annihilation, and Ex Machina is fantastic. But it took me a, a, a viewing or so to get into it. With Men, I knew I was enjoyed it on first watch. Now I don't know. If that's just because I'm now. Uh, I now kind of understood what I was getting myself in for with an Alex Garland film. Also having watched devs, the series and those and, and long time listeners know takes a lot to get me to watch a series. Uh, so I kind of knew what to expect her in terms of the depth of what I was getting into. And I'm actually with you on this. I thought this film was really, really good. I thought certainly the first 80% or 85% of the film, I think is excellent. Like the mystery, the atmosphere, the, the scares, the, 
the, the like you said the kind of like WTF like what is going on here? Like I know what the the, the premise is obvious that you know Jalis Garland isn't shy about what this film is about or what the underlying message here is or the allegory is going on. The title is part of the clue. But then it, it, it's what is he trying to say or, you know, which direction is he going with this? And by the time you get to the very strange finale, which is kind of akin to Annihilation in terms of the what am I watching finale, this one is very much like that. Uh, I think I think the finale was uh, the final sequence didn't hit me as like I thought maybe it needed to. I was repulsed by it, of course, because of the image. I was like, oh, but um. it didn't grab me like I hoped it would, but I still thought this film was really good. Well written. The characters are great. I said, Jesse Buckley is fantastic in this really genuinely brilliant. Rory Kinnear is fantastic as well in this. And in his, in the roles that he has asked to play, I think the film looks good. I like, I think the sounds good. I think a long time um, composer does a good score as well. Um, There's, there's a lot to like in men. I actually think it's also Alex Garland's possibly his most accessible film for the most part as well compared to the other two. I found my, I think more people could probably get into this one easier, but I think it's also going to be quite divisive or I think more, I think by the end people will maybe not be as keen on this one by the time they get to the end, but I liked it. I thought men was good. I don't think it's Alex Garland's best film. In fact, I'd probably rank it as his third best film out of three. Yeah, I still like him an awful lot. Um, I really like him as a director. I think he's a fantastic British director, and I can't wait to see what he does next, John. But yeah, Men, you know, I'd probably, I'd probably give it a very good eight out of ten. If it, you know, it, it didn't quite hit all the beats I, I thought it was going to, and that isn't always a me problem. I, I too, kind of got a bit weighed down by just exactly what the theme was. Was there more here that I'm not getting? Um, and the ending didn't strike me in the in the emotional feels like i thought it was going to so eight out of ten is still very very good for me and then on the television side of things i have watched obi-wan kenobi episode three and four now um i'm enjoying the show uh episode three i think was very very good i think episode three has got some peak star wars moments in and not just the final sequence i actually think the the, the the quieter, slower-paced moments before we get to the big action scenes, I think they're some of the best moments as well. Like some of the things that Obi-Wan and Leia are talking about and the kind of fear and power, paranoia that just being around the Empire brings. I think oh. it's really well done. And of course, by the time we get to the... No, no spoilers here, but that kind of ends action sequence, you know, it's, it's balmy, it's bonkers, and we finally get to see a certain character unleashed... Um, episode four, I liked as well. I, I thought the episode four was a decent episode. I don't think it, I don't think it was the best of the season, but I think it did a good job of setting up where we need to go. And at the same time, it also didn't necessarily do an awful lot to set up where we need to go. It kind of felt a bit like a rehash of part two of this season. And yeah. I can't help but kind of think at the end of it, as much as I enjoyed it, I thought it was good. I think I gave about a seven and a half out of 10. Um, I did kind of think, right, we're, What's next now? What are we doing for the Obi Wan Kenobi story here? Uh, yeah. uh, I mean, and I love and I love you and as Obi. I think Vivian Lyra yeah. Blair is super. And I and again, all, all, all fandom aside, I think she is superb in this. The young actress, I think she's excellent at channeling uh, the young Carrie Fisher. I think Carrie Fisher would be so proud if she was around to see her now. Um, but, but episode but part four, yeah, it, it set us up. There were some great moments in it, some some certain moments which made me think, oh man, that's strange. And, and as a fan of Jedi Fallen Order, I was eating well in this episode. But uh, I hope now that episodes five and six are going to uh, really bring the heat now. I, I think they will. But there's also talk that of a season two, and apparently there's a huge rumour that they've retooled the end of episode six to allow for a a season to already a continuation of this story in another short form series. So let's wait and see. And I also believe it or not, John caught the first episode of or first episodes of Miss Marvel. Um, I see this, which is again, un- unlike me because I still haven't watched the boys episodes one, two and three. And I love the I boys. Haven't, I haven't watched that either. Actually. It's been, look at us. Who would have thought not me. I, I thought I was going to watch that immediately, but I just haven't got around to it. But 
I watched Obi Wan Kenobi, and then I was um, working from home for the, in that morning. So I, I thought, well, Miss Marvel's popped up. I'll I'll watch that, and um, I think Miss Marvel is okay. Uh, Ms. Marvel, sorry, I, it didn't it didn't blow me away t- totally. I think Iman Vellani. I think she's very good. There is Kamala Khan. I think she's lovely. She's really cool. Um, I just found the the vibe of it to be. It, I know this sounds awful to say, but it's nothing. Nothing. It didn't. Nothing really jumped out and felt too original. It felt a bit tropey for me, and it fell a bit flat as the further on we went. I think again. I think Kamala Khan is a very cool character. I think in and around her, there's some good characters, but I'm waiting for the supporting cast now to to build up, to rise up, and you know, join in a bit more. But you know, it's, it's a solid start for Ms. Marvel. I know a lot of people have um called it the best marvel series marvel series or release to date which in any fan any fandom whenever whenever there's a new release it usually gets called the best usually star wars does it i'm sure dc does it starship probably does it too um and marvel have done this i don't think this is the best uh show so far i don't think it's the best opening episode of a show so far it may go on in the last four episodes to be the best but for now i think it's it's decent i, I think uh, I still put this above. I put it above Falcon and Winter Soldier for now, from somebody who hasn't seen all of them. But no, it's a decent start. I think. Yeah, I think um, Iman Vellani. I think she's very cool in the role. But I'm uh, hoping for a little bit more going forward. But um, what about you, JB? We both haven't seen the boys. I know that. But what have you been checking out? Well, I also watched uh, Obi Wan. Um, I'm liking it more than I did the first two episodes, but still not. Uh, not fully convinced that I love it. Um, I love parts of it. I love you. And like you said, um, it's great. Uh, I, I watched the first two episodes of Miss Marvel, uh, already my reviews up for that, uh, spoiler free, but, um, I, I really like the show a lot and I do, I love her in the role. I think she's tremendous. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's good. Uh, listen to the blank check podcast, uh, Spider-Man three episode dropped, <laughs> I think almost three hours long. Yeah. Um, it should be. Uh, compelling uh, discussions on that episode. Good episode. Have you watched the film yet? I have not rewatched the Spider-Man trilogy. Um, it's Come it's on, on, it's in the cards. I don't know if I'm going to get to it before. Uh, I, I mean, Tribeca is going to take over. Hopefully, yes. Um, hopefully, my my viewing for the next couple of days. Uh, so not sure um, when I'll get to it, but probably some point. Um, I did beat Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Uh, which is a, a game just that you can keep playing afterwards. So that's a lot of fun. And I've been, that's pretty much the only game I've been getting into, but I uh, caught some movies. Um, uh, I started watching my Wong Kar Wai box set from Criterion that I bought a while back. Here's the thing, Matt. I watched the, the first movie in the, the box set because I'm going chronological. So as tears go by, so it was pretty good. Um, from what I saw, most people kind of feel like it's like middling, like him developing his voice kind of thing. Uh, so my plan was to try to like hit all seven movies like pretty quickly. Uh, I get to my second disc, uh, Days of Being Wild. I get an hour and eight minutes into the movie, and it starts glitching. And I'm like, "Well, okay. what's going on? Um, it won't go past." And then I like, "Well, maybe I'll just skip this chapter and I'll go to the next chapter on the DVD or the Blu-ray." Uh, it won't do that. It just stops. So I start Googling, find out that there's been noted reports that the box set is uh, defective. No. So I uh, follow the protocol. I email uh, the company and I hear back from them immediately. They're set. In fact, I got my uh, shipping uh, information yesterday. They are shipping me the six uh, fixed discs um, of the box set. Uh, Cause the first disc again was fine. Um, so I will be receiving them soon. I did. Uh, I ended up having to just read the ending of the Days of Being Wild on <laughs> Wikipedia because I wanted to know what happened. Um, and, was it good? Uh, it, it, yeah, uh, I was enjoying it. Um, very frustrated that it, it didn't finish. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll be watching the rest of them at some point this summer. Uh, it's up to two weeks for shipping, so at some point I'll get them. But I do. I will say, Criterion. Uh, this is my first encounter with a problem with Criterion. Um, I'd heard uh, with the their release of the 4K stuff, I, I think the Citizen Kane Blu-ray had some major issues. Um, they're, they're, they seem to be really, really good about fixing it. Um, I, I had to just do a couple of things to prove that my discs, that I was like, not just saying I had them, that kind of thing. You know, understandable things. I didn't buy them from Criterion's 
official store. I bought them from Amazon. So like the fact that I was still able to just deal with them directly and them sh- are shipping me the replacements. Very happy to see that they take care of it. Cause I could have just been screwed out of a lot of money. This was not a cheap box set, mm-hmm. which is that's the upsetting thing is I bought mostly just individual discs in the past and I've had no problems. So like buying a big box set like this and this happening does make me like hesitate to buy another box set. Um, but the fact that they fixed it so quickly, I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm in good hands at least. Um, at least I got back to you. Right. Yes, indeed. Uh, I needed, I was having kind of an off weekend. I was feeling a little down, so I needed some uh, comfort movie. So I dove back into an old favorite of mine, The Sandlot. Um, yes. A movie I've seen countless times. Uh, still a good rewatch. Although I, I never realized that um, uh, Ka- Ka- yeah, Karen Allen is the mom in the movie. And I never put that huh. together before. Um, and then uh, I watched Hearts Beat Loud, oh, which is yes. a, a favorite of mine that I've I've rewatched several several times uh, in the last couple of years. Um, I just love it so much. Um, but then uh, for Movie Club, we're covering uh, we're doing the Movie Brats, so directors of the Movie Brats uh, group, which is like Spielberg, uh, Lucas, De Palma. Um, for Coppola and uh, I always forget the the other guy because he's not as famous, but he did Red Dawn. Um, we're picking movies of theirs that we haven't seen, uh, and I have I'm really blind with De Palma. I've not done a lot of De Palma's big movies, so our first one is uh, Blowout with uh, John Travolta um, yep. and Nancy Allen, which. At that moment, I, I put together that they were sisters, and I was like, oh, how weird. Uh, I watched in the same day, in fact, a Karen Allen and a Nancy Allen movie. Um, dude, Blowout's freaking awesome. Like, I really enjoyed that movie. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Uh, yes, I have. It's the John Lithgow film. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and oh, John Travolta, of course, yeah. It's Travolta, but yeah, Lithgow is a tremendous villain in that movie. Um, such a uh, man, it's got so much Hitchcock, which I've always heard is like a De Palma kind of thing, is that he's always trying to emulate Hitchcock. Tons of Hitchcock type cinematography in this. Um, love the use of sound. I love that it's about again the guy who does the sound for a movie. So I love that whole thing. Um, but I start reading. Uh, I finish the movie and I'm reading uh, Roger Ebert review. Something I do a lot when I finish like an older movie. I like to go and find Ebert's reviews. Um, and he's like, uh, basically that it's like the movie Blow Up, which is from 1966, which I had bought because we were covering 1966 at some point on Movie Astrology. So I'm like, well, I got to watch Blow Up now because Ebert just like said that this is a, you know, like a variation on that movie. Um, so Blow Out, he's a sound guy. Blow Up, he's a photographer. Uh, I actually, I, I didn't love Blow Up. Um, have you seen Blow Up? No, I haven't. So I feel like it's where Austin Powers got some of its sequencing. I, I don't know if this was a trademark of like British movies that I have not seen, but like there are several scenes where like the dude's taking pictures of the girl and he's like, you know, like when Austin takes pictures, he's like, yeah, baby. Yeah. Make love. Yeah, baby. Yeah. It's almost that. And then there's like, like a couple of like sex sequences where they're just like rumping around. And I'm like, this movie's supposed to like the premise of blow up is that he takes a picture and becomes obsessed that he's photographed a murder that takes like 40 minutes to happen. Like there's like 40 minutes of non-plot before you get to that moment where he thinks he sees a murder in a photo he took. And then again, there's like an orgy sex scene that has nothing to do with that photo (laughs) that when he's done with the sex, he decides to now study the photo. again. And I'm just like, what what is happening in this movie? So it's got like a, it's not French new wave, but it has that kind of like randomness to it there. Uh, Yeah. Um, not not for not for me. Blowout, love. Blow up, like eh, yeah. not so much. Um Caught Jurassic World Dominion. Um my review is out for Jurassic uh, World Dominion. Uh we will be talking about it in length next week, so I won't go too much, but I hate it. And that's what I'm gonna say. Um yeah. and I am a huge Jurassic Park fan, everybody, so you know. John, I knew John was watching the film uh, early. Um and I'd seen that it wasn't doing you know, too well with the people who had seen it. So uh, I know John has seen it and he said, you know, do you want a, a very brief summation of what I thought? I said, yeah, sure. No, no, no spoilers. Of course, please. And he said, okay. And he sent me that gif. Hated it. I thought, damn, I, 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 I had a feeling that just from the general reaction. And again, I'm yet to see it. I'm seeing it the day after we record this. 
that John may not be quite so taken by it, but I cannot wait firstly to see it and secondly to then hear what you have to say and hear you break yeah. down that reaction. So I didn't expect that reaction. And then, uh, well, I, I have two more movies. Um, I caught a, a documentary on um, HBO Max called uh, Navalny, which is about the Russian, the Russian uh, he's an attorney who's kind of opposition to Putin that um, has accused Putin of trying to poison him. I, I don't, I feel like it's proven, but also still like not proven kind of thing. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's, it's almost a hundred percent sure it was Putin, but we don't have like concrete, concrete evidence because that's how that works. Um, yes. It's like, it's a really interesting documentary. It's very insightful. It's shocking at times. Um, definitely worth checking out. Okay. And uh, last, I, I, ha- I can't say much about this yet, but uh, we'll also be covering this on the podcast in two weeks. Um, I got to see Lightyear, the newest Pixar film. Nice. Um, it's the first time I've had a critic screening where we almost didn't get to see the movie uh, because there was some kind of hiccup. And uh, this is a obviously Disney Pixar. Um, they're pretty tight on their screenings. Like with the security at these are always really intense because they, they do not want piracy. Uh, and this was just a critic screening. So there's only like maybe 20, 30 people max. Um, and they did get us in a, a cool RPX screen. So it was like IMAX size screen. Um, but the, the security was either not scheduled or there was a glitch in their system. No security showed up. So they weren't letting us in because they couldn't let us in until we, like we were able to secure like that was there. Um, so we, it started like 20 minutes late and th- no criticism at all to the companies that handle this. Um, I've been to several of their screenings. Never, never happened. It's just one of those fluke things. Something went wrong somewhere. There was a miscommunication. Uh, we were able to see it. It went off without a hitch and I can't say anything yet, but if you follow me on social media, you'll have seen at least one reaction so far and you'll hear my full reaction uh, in the coming weeks. So I've seen somebody else's reaction, friend of the show and all round hero, big tuna. Uh, again, I, if the follow if you follow Big Tune, you would have seen his reactions. And like, yeah, I haven't read anything of his. I've just seen his reaction. But uh, I'm, I haven't seen yours, John. So uh, it's going to be inevitable that I will. I can't hold off for two weeks about seeing what you think. So um, I think it comes out very soon in the UK. So yeah, we'll be talking about that in a, in a, in about two weeks' time. Yeah. Yep. But uh, that's media consumption for this week, folks. Uh, before we end the show. We have to check in with each other, make sure we're keeping our bloody awesome levels at peak performance. Matt, how have you been staying bloody awesome since the last time we recorded? I've been staring at a photo of John Burke and it's made me feel good for the last week. Um, that aside, I can't remember if I said this last week or not, but uh, one of the ones I think I've been doing is playing table tennis. Um, I, think ah. I mentioned that last week. We have a table tennis table at work and... Um, during a break or after work we'll stay behind for 5, 10, 15 minutes and we'll play table tennis like the people the guys I work with some of them are good some aren't uh, and it's it's quite fun I'm always, I've always got a sweat and afterwards and I've realised this is awesome I, I, you know, I didn't know I, you know, I thought ping pong and all that I, thought, I don't really want to play that but the more I play it's great I'm really enjoying it I'm getting a, bit, I'm getting a sweat on um, and it's a good laugh you know obviously playing with other people your colleagues it's a good fun way to uh, connect and all that, and that have something to talk about when you're at your desk, uh, especially if you've just beaten them mer- mercilessly. So, I couldn't remember if I mentioned that, but yeah, been getting into riding to table tennis at work, having a great time playing that. But other than that, just walking, John. I've said before, I'm trying to do calorie deficit. I'm doing everything I can now uh, with a few slips here and there to be better in terms of health and diet. And whilst the deficit is good, I do need to get more. I do need to get off my backside a bit more. I know it's going to take a bit of a um, hold in the next few days with Tribeca coming up because I really want to focus on that. But just getting up and walking a little bit more, whether it's half an hour in the evening, like putting my headphones in, walking around the local lake, listening to a podcast or some tunes or whatever, but just getting getting the blood pumping a little bit. So then when I go to bed at night, I think, yep, I actually, I, I did a little, I did something today. I didn't just sit on my backside and uh, watch TV or, or, or sit watching YouTube for the whole evening. So get, playing table tennis and getting out of there a bit more JB. And also it's good for the, it's good for the mind as well. I find a good for the mind and soul just to get out, get a bit of fresh air and not really think about anything other than what you're listening to. So uh, it's good for the old noggin as well. But what about yourself, JB? Well, um, so Yesterday, I, I mentioned I got to see Lightyear, um, and uh, 
my daughter is has graduated and I am on summer break. So we were both home. She didn't have to work yesterday. So I, I took her as my plus one um, to the screening. But we went out to uh, the Orlando area early. Uh, we were going to try to catch another movie ahead of time, but we were uh, just delayed. So we missed like all the start times where it would have made sense. Um, but so we went shopping. Um, something I don't do enough, but I, I uh, we went into a couple stores. It started raining because it's Florida, and that's what happens. Um, luckily, one of the stores had umbrellas. Bought a couple of umbrellas. Um, found some uh, shirts. I, I found some SpongeBob swim trunks that I'm very excited to. Uh, I haven't been to a swimming pool in quite some time, but I'm feeling a little better about my body lately, so I'm like, I might go swimming this summer. Nice, um, good exercise, as well, my friend. Yes, sir. Exactly, and. Uh, you know, we found a couple of shirts and um, a, a new pair of shoes. And then uh, there's a restaurant. across. So the screening that we were at last night is at a theater where the Florida Film Festival usually is housed. So it's a place I've been to many times over the years. And um, I really enjoy this particular uh, cinema because across the street from it is my favorite burger place. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to give them a shout out. Uh, I don't think they're a chain chain. I think there's only a couple of them out in this area, but they're called Hangry Bison. Hangry Bison. Yep. So Hangry, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that term over there in the UK. Oh, yeah. 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 We know that. If we don't eat here in the States, we get hangry. And um, (laughs) they they specialize. They have uh, one of my favorite menu situations. The, the one side has like, you know, the appetizers and like their, their name burgers. Like this is the, the trash compactor or whatever, well. right? <laughs> but if you flip over the back of the menu, uh, it's a bill your own. And like, they give you a grease pen and you like what you pick your meat because they, they're not food. just a regular burger. They have bison burger. They have salmon burger. They have a tuna steak burger. That's not like, it's actually just like a filet of tuna, um, but sushi grade ahi tuna, God, uh, turkey damn, burger, um, an Italian sausage patty, which oh, I tried yesterday burger. is so good. What was it? A short rib burger. Short rib burger, which That's is not the kind menu of, their, up in front of me. <laughs> yeah. So um Big Tuna had been telling me to get the, the Italian sausage patty. I had not tried it. I thought I had. Mm. I got it yesterday on uh, Texas toast with peppers, onions, and jalapenos and lettuce, um, with a garlic aioli with their sweet potato fries, which are so good. Don't um, son of a gun. Yeah, <laughs> and, and my daughter got to try it for the first time and she she got a short rib burger. Um, you know, built her way. She was really excited that she got to pick everything that she wanted oh. on it. Um, she got the regular fries, and uh, we also they have the best fried green tomatoes. Oh, yeah! Like they are so good. I got an order of those, and I was like, it's it comes with four tomato slices fried with this. Uh, I think the garlic aioli on it as well. Oh. And um, I'm like, do you want to try one to her? I was like, I was prepared to share. Luckily, no, I was like- because she ate two of them. Uh, I was like, well, okay. Um, the, just to show how great they are but yeah so we had a really good day yesterday out in orlando right. uh eating some food and then getting to see a really good movie and then of course it's a it's about an hour and 20 minute drive depending on the traffic which uh during the day is very long um so it's it's good conversation time that you know just us in the in the vehicle on the road just talking so it was a really good day yesterday and um getting to hang out with my kid who i'm super proud of is always uh, a good time so that uh, that's what I, I did to stay bloody awesome. Sounds awesome. I'm pretty sure she, she thinks it's, she thinks it's awesome to hang, hang out with her with her old man, um, check out films, and go to this awesome looking what? restaurant. Imagine I've yeah. got the menu up. How about how about this? Can you manage this? The haymaker food fight, thirty four bucks. You've got to go toe to toe with this a triple mm-hmm. patty bison burger, short rib burger, and Italian sausage smashed between two grilled cheese sandwiches, coated with bacon jam spread. And finish off with fried onion straws, bacon, jalapenos, pepper jack cheese, and a signature bourbon sauce. Oh, and don't forget the mountain of fresh cut fries to top it off. Do you reckon you could do that, John? You know what, Matt? I I think I'm gonna try that. Um, <laughs> Please video yourself doing it. I will. I will one not eat anything that day. Two next time there's gonna be a, a screening at that theater. I'm like, you know what? It's thirty five bucks. And it's a lot of, it's an insane amount of food. Like if it wasn't on grilled cheese sandwiches and also with the fries, I would no (laughs) doubt I could handle like the triple patty thing. Not a problem. It does sound like a lot. I, but I'm, I'm, I'm not tempted to get to a flight it. over to try it as well. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to weigh it up now. Like the flight would be three, four hundred pounds, but the food would be worth it. 
I don't know about the afters once once your stomach decides to say no no, but um mm. man, that would get me well, to this, Florida immediately. Hangry Bison's also like a tap house, so they have like twenty or thirty beers on tap. Um Ooh. and their bison bock is like my favorite. Uh I love that I'm I'm a big fan of box and I feel like it, like bock beers aren't a staple anymore. Um and but their bison bock is phenomenal and oh, man, man. Um, I'm sorry I'm looking at it now I've got I've, <laughs> I've had to close the tab that's how bad I am I'm I've got no discipline I've had to uh, if I don't if I keep looking then I'll <laughs> I'll just instinctively like foolishly book a ticket just so I can yeah. have that burger so it's, one day uh, my friend I'm a big fan hangry bison uh, thank you for existing because every time I get to go to that theater I'm like oh I know what I'm eating for dinner and. uh and I always get something different too. I've had a different burger every time and I've never been disappointed. Um, I, I really, really, I, I eventually I'm going to try the bison burger. I have, that's the only thing I haven't tried, which is like their staple. Um, but I'm, I'm always so curious about all the other stuff. I'm like, well, I, uh, salmon burgers are a, a favorite of mine. Um, plus I the build your own. I got to try different toppings and yeah. Uh, big fan um, of the Henry old hangry bison. bison. If, by all means, straight, if, please, if you sponsor us or at least a sponsor me to come over and I will, plug the hell out of your restaurant and there i want is. food so there you go <laughs> I'm, I'm throwing down the gauntlet for you to <laughs> fund my uh, travel um and uh that leads us to the end of our episode folks next week we are talking about the big dinos that have broken to the theaters everywhere across the world uh jurassic world dominion they're living among us uh what are we gonna do about it Apparently, uh, make a really crappy movie. Um, we're going to take the colon out of the title. Yes, no colon in the title. It's Jurassic World Dominion, all one word. No, it's not all one word. I'm sorry. It's three words. It's three words. That makes uh, sense. This doesn't it could flow be one word. Jurassic right. World Dominion. Um, That's how yep. Jeff Goldblum would say it. Jeff Goldblum is uh, making fun of the franchise in this movie. Uh, spoilers. <laughs> uh, I cannot wait to see this now. Social media, uh, you can follow us there. We're all over it. Uh, at Instagram, we're Bloody Awesome Movie Pod. Matt, where are we on Twitter? We are at BAMP underscore podcast, B-A-M-P underscore podcast. We're still on Facebook. Just search Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast. Individually, you can follow me at BurkeReviews.com and at BurkeReviews on all the social media platforms. And Matt, where can they find you? Uh, what I watch tonight.co.uk, uh, what I watch tonight across all the socials and Letterboxd. And uh, if you like what we're doing here at the Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast, we ask that you take just a few moments to hit that five-star review on whatever social media uh, podcast catcher, whatever you're doing to listen to us. If you want to go and find us somewhere and if there's an option to rate us, it just helps other people find us so that they can hear the shenanigans that we bring to your ears every week. Um, and with that, we encourage you to keep watching movies. And stay bloody awesome. Blood, 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 bloody. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Blah, 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 bl